Hello and welcome to Talking Jacks Extra number three, uh, aka episode twenty-five. Um, I am joined in my living room, living and breathing, uh, by my friend and co-host Ben. How are you doing? I'm good, and I can confirm that he is living and breathing. Yeah, we lost it a little bit there during that interview. Uh, hopefully, that didn't come through too bad. Yeah, uh, but you'll hopefully. Yeah. Won't ruin it. We had, had we had the pleasure. Yeah, excuse me. Sorry, we had the pleasure of welcoming Jason Longshore mm-hmm. uh, from Atlanta yep. to talk about all things Charlotte versus Atlanta United two. Mm-hmm. Are we? What is the? Are we going Atlanta two nighted? Is that the? Um, I've been going with two Atlanta two nighted. Oh, or maybe too many twos. That but, might be too many twos. Yeah. Um, I've also seen it recently as AU two. Um. Okay. Which also, now that I say it out loud, it kind of sounds like a threat, like AU2. Um, AU2, come A-U-2. over here. Um, yeah. That's the end of that. You don't want to hear that when, like, you're, you don't want your mom to say that if you and your brother are fighting. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, really happy to, to make this happen, um, especially because I and a lot of other people don't know anything about Atlanta United 2. As they played one game in the shadows of a uh, baseball park that had an internet electricity conundrum happen right before the game that we learned from uh, from Jason there, but uh, but really good interview I think. Yeah, um, he's definitely a much more high profile guest than we are. I think we're starting to get the hang of this. You just if we just get a guest who knows <laughs> a lot more about what they're talking about than we do. Yep. We just kind of let them carry the show. <laughs> exactly. We're definitely figuring that out. So yep. this was another great interview. Um, Jason is is a really great guy. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of falling off and on th- uh, their podcast for about a year now. They've been yeah. Uh, they're awesome super stuff. Atlanta. So I don't, you know, I'm as a person who doesn't root for Atlanta. It's I don't listen to everything, but. Whenever they do USL stuff last year, I was I was listening to it a lot. Yeah, they have um, a lot of really good. They also do like southern a, based. They things. also do like five shows a week, yeah. and it's like two or three hours. So they, uh, they there's a the lot, they, a lot of content. So yeah. hard to keep up with all of it, but uh, they're professionals for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, without further ado, we will play that interview here. Well, uh, welcome to the show. We got a uh, Jason Longshore here, a special guest from uh, soccer down here, amongst other things. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jason, and, and what you do with uh, Atlanta United and uh, soccer in the South. Man, a little bit of everything. Uh, my show, Soccer Down Here, uh, is 9 to 11 on blogtalkradio.com slash soccer down here. Uh, it goes out as a podcast afterwards. And, you know, we focus a lot on Atlanta United, but we try to cover soccer all over the South. And we've added more USL coverage uh, this year with a separate weekly show. And, uh, we have a show focusing on Nashville and Charleston, too. They've been really helpful and giving us a lot of material to work with. Uh, with Atlanta United, I'm the color commentator on 92.9 The Game, and I'm also the color commentator for Atlanta United, too, on uh, YouTube when the cameras don't go out 30 minutes before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are in the building, then. So you can inform us a little bit more than we can by just looking at the stats about, you know, how the team played and all that. Um, so they, the, the final score was 3-1 to Atlanta. 
Um, with the goals being scored, let's see. It looks like Gallagher scored twice, once from the penalty spot. And then I've, I've actually seen the clip of the Yosef Samuel goal, oh, yeah. which was absolutely incredible. How yeah. that was not nominated for goal of the week? I'm pro- uh, I'm, it's probably because they didn't have a clip of it at the time. May, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe a technicality. Um, but that was a gorgeous goal. Um, the one thing I'm curious on is compared to what your expectations were for the team um, and the results, what necessarily surprised you, maybe didn't surprise you? Um, talk a little bit about that, I guess. Yeah. I was surprised at how organized they looked. And, and that's the hardest thing in this type of situation when, you know, you're Scott Donnelly and you're managing the second team. You don't know necessarily who you're going to have training session to training session, let alone match to match. And this one was a little bit easier for him because the first team was off. So he knew he'd have maybe a few more guys than usual. But the back line looked very organized for the most part. And it was Mikey Ambrose, who's been, you know, I think seven matches with the first team last year. Uh, A.J. Cochran, who has played with St. Louis FC last couple of years in USL. Miles Robinson, who has about seven professional matches under his belt with Charleston last year on loan. And then Andrew wheeler Amanu, who's played as much in midfield as he has it right back. Mm-hmm. And they, they meshed really well. And then in front of them, it was a draft pick, Oliver Shannon, second-round pick this year from the first team, who had, had a great preseason, next to Jack Metcalf, a former Charlotte Independence player. Yep. And, you know, in a lot, of, a lot of weeks, I think Metcalf would have been the man of the match. He was excellent, really controlling everything from a defensive midfield role. But just how how organized they looked was what surprised me. I didn't I thought you'd see flashes of great individual play, but maybe not as much of a coherent, you know, team organization. But Scott Donnelly did a great job getting those guys ready to play. Wow, that's really nice. Uh, that's a uh, good insight as far as uh, a cohesive team that was put together in that sense. Um, other than that, what what do you think? Um, and I know this is maybe little hard to expound upon given one game. Um, but given what you've seen, what you know, uh, having the, the connection to the team, what do you think the identity, the play style, and, uh, and what can we can expect from Atlanta 2 team this year? I think they're going to be as similar to the first team as possible in that, in that they're going to play very fast. They're going to be very fluid in the attack. Uh, they're going to want to build out of the back as much as they can, and they'll take their opportunities to press when they're there. Uh, the players really can fit that style that, that I saw last week. I'll be curious to see what the roster looks like this week with the first team in Minnesota same night. We have heard already that Miles Robinson and Oliver Shannon will be back with the second team this week. We know Andrew Carlton won't be with the second team or the first team this week. He has strep throat. Chris Goslin could make his first appearance for Atlanta United, too, this week. He's back from international duty with the U-20s. Um, I think it's going to look you know, as similar to the first team as possible. The one thing I noticed last week that was a little different, they were a little more open to playing direct out of the back. And that was something that A.J. Cochran had told us uh, about the field at Cool Ray Field. You know, it's a baseball stadium, and half the field is the infield. It actually yeah. played pretty well. I only noticed yeah. one incident where you could see a slip and somebody slipped on the, the sod covering the infield. But Cochran told us the day before the match that they would have to be a little safer and maybe a little more direct when they were defending in that end. Gotcha. Definitely. That's a, that's a lot of good information there as well. Uh, one thing that I know 
I've been curious on and a lot of other USL uh, people have been curious on is the, I guess you could say the battle between Khan and Mitch. Um, do you think it's going to be kind of a, a shuffling door there? I want to say I saw something a couple weeks back where Mitch was injured. Um, so I, I wanted to see what you may know about that type of situation there. Yeah, you're right. Mitch Hildebrandt's out for a while with an injury. Uh, they were worried about it being uh, very serious with a knee, but it looks like he's going to be out just a couple of months. So okay. he's, he's out of the picture at the moment. The, the goalkeeper situation with Atlanta United, too, is really interesting to me because going into the, the preseason, we expected it to be either Can or, or Mitch Hildebrandt on a regular basis, just kind of rotating through. Whoever wasn't the number two with the first team would go play with the second team. But the second teams went out and signed two guys. Uh, mm. Paul Christensen, yeah. who was their fourth-round pick in the Super Draft this year. Uh, I liked what I saw of him in preseason. And Nicolas Carreau from France. So I think they'll all kind of rotate through. And there's even an academy goalkeeper, Justin Garces, who was with the U-17 national team. Oh, yeah, that. he played um, in the World Cup. Wouldn't surprise me to see him get a game or two at all. Yeah, he actually looked really solid in that World Cup. I remember, I remember watching him. I didn't know yeah, he was I'm in the Atlanta really Academy. Yeah, I was impressed with, with Garces. He came to the Academy from the Miami area, and uh, he looks very steady. You know, he's he's a goalkeeper who maybe isn't the flashiest, but for a young goalkeeper, he just looks very confident and very steady. Hmm. Wow. So definitely uh, depth will not be a problem in the goalkeeper position in Atlanta. No, sure. I think they'll rotate a good bit. I think they'll try to keep Can and Hildebrandt when he's healthy. They'll try to keep them fresh and get them games where they can. You know, Alec Can played this week because the first team was off. He'll be in Minnesota uh, on Saturday. So I wonder who's going to get the start between Corot or Christensen. Hmm. All right. Definitely good information there, too. Um, the only other thing, and you've kind of expounded upon, upon this a little bit, um, are there any other players other than who you've mentioned that from the Atlanta MLS side that we may see this weekend for uh, the Atlanta two? Um, the only other one, and I don't know where he is in terms of coming back from injury, Brandon Vasquez, who played uh, quite a few games last season off the bench, scored a couple of goals. Uh, he was injured early this season. We haven't seen him since the Houston game with the first team. He's back now, but he might be with the first team, with Carlton out, with Ezekiel Barco still not ready to go with the first team. Vasquez might make the trip to Minnesota, so I'm not sure there. Uh, I would expect Gallagher is back. I would expect that Romario Williams is still with the first team. I, I don't think he's going to see a lot of minutes in USL this year. Thanks. So Yeah, that's, that's a good thing for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's been a question for a lot of Atlanta fans is is how would they rotate the minutes up top? And, you know, I think Vasquez would be the one who would come down to the second team more often because Williams has shown everything he can show, really, at the USL level. I don't think he really gains from it coming down to play with United 2 when he's seeing minutes off the bench with the first team right now. I think that's a better spot for him. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on Williams. I think he's proven that he's probably a level above, you know, the USL play, at least when he was in Charleston, for sure. <coughs> yeah, he. Uh... Yeah, I think he's like in that in-between state, and that's what's interesting right now with the second teams is where you see uh, guys like Romario Williams who who kind of become a star at the second division level, but are they at the level to play 
on a regular basis with the first team. And he's kind of in between, so I think he'll he'll be an option off the bench, which is something Atlanta needed last year, and he's got to take his opportunities when he gets them. Cool. Um, well, that's at least good that we probably won't see Romario Williams this weekend, and hopefully the next time we play Atlanta, because um, he was he was just superb last year for the for the USL side being Charleston, of course. The only other major thing I'm curious on is, as far as expectations and uh, I guess really the the philosophy that Atlanta United two wants to uh, portray being a USL side and essentially a development side, do you think it's going to be a combination of winning or more development or or how is that going to look for the team? That's a great question because I think it'll be development okay. primarily. I think that's where they'll be, but this is a really competitive group. And, you know, that's the, the mentality being brought down from the first team with Tata Martino and it goes through the academy, too, where we've had Tony Annan on soccer down here. He's the academy director. And he talks about that balance between player development, individual development, and winning. And you have to you have to play to win in the matches. So, I mean, from match to match, you know, you're going to play that match out to win. But I think where Scott Donnelly's concerned with the second team is – he'll have to adjust based off what the first team wants this week. So if if the idea that Tata Martino and, and Carlos Bocanegra, the technical director, have is that they want to get uh, George Bello, who's coming back from academy play this week, if they want to get George Bello 90 minutes at left back, well, that's, that's what Scott's going to have to do. Bello will get the start at left back, and you then you have to deal with any mistakes he might make. So... I think that's where it will fall, but the way the actual match will be managed will be for results. Hmm. You know, I, I think they've been very clear, and the academy has shown it, and this is an extension of it, that they want to win as much as they can, and they feel like that's going to be the best way to develop players. The philosophy is really important, but they want to win matches where they can. Gotcha. All right, well, I guess we'll move into uh, what the sole loan... Uh, listener question we got for you specifically uh this comes from uh just a fan on twitter um what form i'm going to quote him here what (laughs) formation will atlanta use to beat charlotte (laughs) you guys might not agree with that one (laughs) well he's very confident yeah (laughs) i think what what we saw last week was a 4-2-3-1 um that is what atlanta united played primarily last year we've seen the first team experiment with a 3-5-2 uh, a couple, well, both of the home games here this year, they they played in a three-five-two setup. I think the second team will stick to that four-two-three-one primarily, but it's fluid. I mean, you know, looking back at last week, it was Yosef Samuel up top, but he was interchangeable with Lagos Kunga on the right wing. John Gallagher would step up and play very high. Late in the match, Devin Sandoval came on up top, and Yosef Samuel moved over to the left wing. So it's very interchangeable. Yeah. So it sounds like, based on the formation, the the midfielders on the wing and then the striker are going to kind of fluctuate depending on game situation, what the team needs, and that type of thing. Would that be safe to assume? Yeah, between the front four, really, they can all interchange. Uh, Laurent Kissiadu played the 10 last week, and 
he can drop in deeper and, and be more of a holding midfielder as needed, and he can play either wing. So it's it's very fluid in the attack. Um, I'll be curious to see if the same front four play this week. I think the, the main question for me would be Vasquez's health. If they want to see him get an extended run out, maybe he starts in, in place of one of those guys. And I want to see if Bello plays, because Bello trained with the second team this week. He just came back from the Generation Adidas Cup. Uh, 16-year-old homegrown signing at left back, and I think he's going to see a good good number of minutes in USL this year. He's really developed quickly. You know, at 16, you don't want to push him too fast, but he's shown the ability to handle it. Wow, that'd be neat if we had. Uh, we've been running out Sam Vines, 18-year-old uh, at left back, the, our first two games. So that'd be a neat little left back matchup, an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. So. Yeah. I love that we're seeing more young players like that through the USL. You know, I mean, and it's not just the the second teams with homegrown guys coming through out of MLS. It's, you know, you've got an 18-year-old. Other teams are signing young players. That's a great thing for player development. Yeah, I'm excited. I was I was really happy to hear that we were going to get him on loan. We also have another guy who's, I think he's, he's 20, but and he went to college for, I believe, two seasons. But he's young and exciting. So I, I love seeing these younger guys come through. I mean, it's nothing against the veterans. We also have plenty of veterans on our squad. Yeah. But yeah. it's always great to, you know, you know, maybe Sam Vines or George Bellow makes it big and we can say, you know, I saw them in front of 2,000 people back when, you know, he was nobody. Yeah, I, I love that mix. And I, I, I love what you guys have done, you know, with your roster this year. I was really impressed with bringing in guys like Cordell Cato. Hmm. You know, some of the veterans that came in that are new to Charlotte this year. Uh, you know, we, we followed the league pretty closely last year. A lot of it with Atlanta United players over in Charleston. So, you know, we, we kept up with what was going on. And the run that you guys went on in the middle of the season last year just felt like you ran out of gas at the end. Yeah. I think the roster you have now is just much better constructed. Yeah, I think we're. I think most of us have pretty much come to that uh, you know, understanding as well. We were a little worried because it was taking a while to build that roster. We were getting a little worried there when we had, yeah. you know, 12 players, you know, two weeks out from the season opener. <laughs> but we got we got the spots filled, and, and I'm really excited about it. That You know, the question for us is going to be if we can stay healthy and, and keep that because we're, we're still not very deep. I think we're at 21 players or 22 players on the roster right now. Yeah. So, and with, with Open Cup, four of those are Colorado Rapids low knees. So they, you know, around the Open Cup, we could see them go back to Colorado. But we'll see. Um, yeah, that can be tough. Uh, I want to keep up with your guys, too, uh, Bilal Duckett and Kevin George, two Atlanta, Atlanta-based guys. Yep. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> well, do you have any other questions? I didn't, yeah, uh, no, more, no more questions came through, so that cool. was it. All right. Well, uh, we'll go right into what would be your prediction for the game, Jason? We're going to put you on the spot. These are going to be so hard this year with Atlanta United, too, just because the lineup will be so different week yeah. to week. Yeah. Um, looking at, at what you guys have done and just knowing the mentality of the Atlanta United squad, I think there's going to be goals in this one. I don't expect either team to really sit back. So, you know, maybe a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I'm kind of thinking that too. Uh, we haven't really been tested too much with an attack, so this will be this will definitely be different. Yeah. I think than the first two games. I think this will be the definitely the quickest uh, 
team we've played against. Not necessarily seeing yeah. the the film, of course, but I, I remember Joseph Samuel from last year. He was insanely quick. Um, he he pops off the the video uh, for more than just his hair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, two two draw. I think is uh, it's a fair guess. I, I, you're obviously in a little bit different situation than we are. But um, but yeah, anything else you want to ask Jason there, Alex? Or no, just thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, yeah. I had to abort there for a minute i was coughing like crazy i don't know if you could hear it hopefully it didn't no, ruin the no worries. <laughs> i know how that stuff goes trust me somebody who talks for a living i know how it goes <laughs> gotcha all righty yeah. uh well where can our listeners find you uh do you write at all or are you just podcast and in, in i'm pretty much just podcasting now i okay. write some stuff over at uh 929thegame.com the atlanta radio station that has our atlanta united radio network uh, I'm on Twitter at Longshoe, and you can follow our show at Soccer Down Here. Okay, great. We'll definitely uh, send out some plugs throughout the week as the as we approach the game. I guess we're we're getting it's not really the week; it's the weekend now. Yeah, so it's almost there. Well, well thank yeah. you so much for uh, being a part of the the show there, Jason. We really appreciate your uh, your insight, especially on the, the for the new team being Atlanta United too. Yeah, no problem. And when uh, the second match comes up later this season, just just give me a shout. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya. See you guys. And we are back. Uh, thanks again to Jason for joining us and thank you, thank giving you. us all the Atlanta Tonighted uh, insight. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, uh, what are your thoughts about the game after talking to Jason? I don't want to say I'm more confident, but I am. You're more confident, really. So... Um. In a way, as far as, because we've gotten really lucky against teams that are starting a goalkeeper that they don't normally start. Um, That's true. Which is maybe last kind of a season. Stat. Yeah, but um, that kind of encourages me. Um, but also, he was really impressed with how cohesive they were. See, that's um, what I took away from it when okay. he was talking about how how. Um, organized they played especially talking about their back six yeah with the you know the back four and then the two defensive midfielders and how he said jack metcalf did a really good job organizing them yep um you know i wasn't really around for that season that he played for us but i've heard he played right back yeah he i think he and so as he transitioned to central midfield i think he was playing out of position i I don't think so me on that um but i remember when he when he played as, was it left back or right back? As a fullback, he was not quick enough for our system, quite frankly. Um, in the times that he was in the central midfield, he looked a lot better. Um, but so uh, maybe midfield is his best position then. It it seems so. Um, maybe he was just miscast as a fullback. Maybe he was uh, casted in the wrong role. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Um, I definitely would think, on paper, this will be the toughest of the opponents that we've faced so far. I would um, agree with that, for sure. Just based on what we've heard and yeah, the fact that they scored three goals, which is a lot more than our other opponents have scored. Yeah. Um, see, I'm trying to take that with a, with a grain of salt because New York's I know, it was against New York in their garbage. Um, sorry, <laughs> uh, Red Bull or Baby Bulls. Um, but it's, it's interesting cause they finally do have stats. 
for this game, um, the Atlanta United New York Red Bulls. And the thing that really surprised me, um, I'd love to compare this to other ones, but I did not have the time. I'm not prepared. Um, but they had 35 clearances. Atlanta United did. That sounds like a lot. That is a lot. kind of feels like but they were being threatened a lot. You have to remember, when you're playing on a baseball field, like Jason was saying, sometimes you would prefer to play a pass. Yeah. But... It's a lot easier to close down angles and passing lanes when the space is condensed and you're playing on the much smaller field. So that number, don't let that number deceive you because maybe it was just a product of of the field the conditions. Field, and first game and, jitters, just getting yeah. the ball out. That's a fair point. And also the play style. I imagine the Red Bulls uh, do as they always do, uh, just like the first team. They press high. Uh, they yep. they attack you, so you're definitely gonna end up being forced to play the ball long, or or clear it, like you said. So uh, they did. Ha- both teams had a ton of long passes. Sorry, my voice is going out again. Yeah, <clears throat> there was. Uh, but it, I, I'm really curious to see how this game is gonna go. Um, I think it could end up being a track meet, honestly, which would be exciting like to watch. A three two two three. I, I, honestly, yeah, could yeah. be. Or it could be zero zero. You know, it seems like yeah. a, it could be a type of game where both teams are creating chances, mm. but if they're, you know, maybe one team decides, maybe Charlotte decides to just kind of sit back like they did a little on Ottawa a little bit. Could see that. We'll um, have Kevon George back, assumingly. Um, yeah, he was. I saw the pictures from training today. He was there. So awesome. Okay. Yeah. But I think that could change our tactics a little bit. Um, see, initially when I thought about this, my heart says like two zero us. <clears throat> like we get another clean sheet, we Ooh, get a couple yeah. goals, we control the game. Um, but upon further review, my brain is telling me. You already said 3-2, didn't you? I don't want to say that. I haven't given a specific scoreline. Okay. I just think – I don't think we should bet on keeping a clean sheet. Based on okay. everything I know about Atlanta's first team Yeah. in the way they like to play, they're not going to be content with a 0-0 draw. They are going to try to score – I mean, every team tries to score. But, like, <laughs> it, their identity is attacking – yeah. and pressing and playing fast and fluid. It's fair. So we have yet to play a game with a normal back line. Even if we do have, say, two center backs, whether that be Kalungi or uh, Jungsu making his debut next to Duckett. Potentially. Then we still got a test. So, yeah. you know, whether we go with the same back line we've seen the first two games, which honestly – in a game like this, may not be the worst idea if we're dealing with a lot of speed. Yeah, it might be not. It might be a pretty good idea to get four fast, athletic defenders mm-hmm. uh, on, along the back line, Keep especially that since they've been. Sorry, my voice is just going out. Um, especially since they've been playing together for two weeks. Yeah, maybe um, best to kind of keep rock that the boat. momentum yeah. going, and it would be. Um, 
typical of Jeffries to do that. Um, I also wouldn't be terribly disappointed if we did stay with that simply based on what Jason was saying, how they similarly play to the, to the way we do where they have their top four guys kind of fluctuate and yeah. rotate. And a lot of their guys are, um, are fluctuating throughout the field because I think he had even mentioned this, um, that what's his name? Gallagher was very high up on the pitch. Yeah. And I noticed when you were looking at that too, his average, average position, position was well was... above, um, well above um, the two central attacking players. Yeah, um, what I was just I was just gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say our average positioning maps. If you compare Atlanta's game to our first two games, they probably look very similar. Yeah. Uh, with Cato being the highest player on the field, pretty much for both of our games, I believe. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. It's Probably. just we have a more central. We you know we've got Jorge, who's pl- been playing basically more as a second forward yeah. and less as a attacking midfielder, with it, whereas they've got more of a, their uh, Kisiadu, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He's more of a mid, playing more of a midfield role than a second forward like Jorge's been playing. But I think very similar systems. Uh, we maybe don't play – we don't maybe haven't been pressing as much as Atlanta might if they play like their first team. Um yeah, but I think it could be a really exciting game. Mm-hmm. So, I'd you, be amazed if there is not multiple goals scored in this game by yeah. both teams. Um, I think if we're gonna win, I think we need to score two or three goals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think based on their style, like you've been saying, they're they're probably gonna get a goal. I think it's safe to assume, um, but. I wouldn't be surprised um, if uh, Kalunji is back and we play mm-hmm. a more defensive mindset type of game. Um, I'd love to see Donnie on the wing again. Um, yeah. If if possible. Um, but, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I kind of feel like we're still going to win this game by a two-goal margin. You think so? Um, I think I, – I'm not necessarily – yeah. Changes. The goalkeeping situation could be a big deal. The goalkeeper definitely um, gives me more confidence uh, yeah. that it's not going to be somebody with a ton of experience like Khan or Hildebrandt mm-hmm. um, because that does make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, so I I could definitely see us winning by two goals. I could okay. see us winning 3-1 or 4-2. Gotcha. So um, what is your official prediction? I'm going to say 3-1. I think – 3-1? Okay. You know, maybe – Things are a little back and forth in the first half, and then I think the second half maybe we decide to settle it down and just play a little more conservative. Yeah. I I could definitely see it playing out that way. (coughs) Um, I think this will be definitely a a more hotly contested game than the Toronto game. Um, I certainly kind of hope it is, to be honest with you. I love hotly contested games that we win, of course. Um, but those are the most entertaining, I feel. Yeah, or we haven't really seen a close game yet. I guess the Ottawa game was fairly close there for a while. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add in the way of a prediction? I really hope this isn't a prediction, prediction at all. Okay, that's fine. Um, but things I hope to see would be... Ekra 
and George in the midfield together. I would. Really I like would that. not mind that at all. Um, yeah, I would really like to see that. I hope to see Henry, like I said. Um, I did hear via Sports Charlotte of the QCFC um, from the Charlotte Post. Um, that was a deep <laughs> direction there. Um, but, yeah, I did hear that he has been training uh, independently. So he's not completely um, – Well, now he's training independently. Oh, <laughs> but, um, sh- that was good. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'm ashamed. I'll probably get some slack for uh, agreeing with that, but that was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll see her sooner rather than later. Um, so that so you think have... Henry's the de facto starter? You don't think Jung-Soo will be chosen over him? Based on the fact that Jung-Soo is coming off an injury. That we I don't... just mean long-term. Long-term, I think Henry will be, honestly. You think so? Um, I think Jung-Soo will be more of a reserve but maybe I don't know. I just be, find it hard yeah. to believe that he would want to come out of semi-retirement and co- move to the United States to sit the bench in USL. Yeah. I don't know. You know, that's true. It's another fair point. But you know, who knows? Yeah, we don't. We don't know much. Um, that's that's true. Unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it'll also be another major. Um, Jeffries-esque decision where if one player is just playing extremely well, I don't think he'll change it. I really don't. Um, but there's also the caveat that Jung-Soo will add an offensive uh, category to his, uh, to his game, as we've seen. He is a threat on set pieces. Yeah, he is a threat or a set piece <laughs> specialist in a way. To get on... Yeah, on the end of set pieces, not necessarily like a. Yeah, he's not gonna curl it in like a Giovinco. Or maybe he will. Called. I don't know. I've never, I've never seen him not do it. He's a so target. He's a target on set pieces. There you go. That what is do you a... think two World Cup goals are worth? Like, what's the ratio? Two World Cup goals is equal to six goals in USL over uh, the course of a season. I would think so. That'd be pretty sweet. I would. That'd love be to like see uh, that. Ferris, not Ferris. You know, that's his name. Forest, no forest. Forest the last. I don't one, know why yeah. I said there. <laughs> I was really good. I thought we were talking about Day Oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, forest, forest lasso, lasso type numbers there. Yeah, um, it'll be. I, I'm just curious to see either one of them. I, I really do want to see us get in a rhythm uh, with two actual center backs. Um, and yeah, that's but I've also liked seeing Sam Vines uh, progress. Yeah. So it's kind of tough. But I'm sure – I mean, there's yeah. time. There will be plenty of games, I think, to Death go around. Depth is such a beautiful thing, though. It is. It's kind of so, nice to be like, oh, well, you know, he's doing pretty good right now. Yeah. So It's cool to to have the, the what-if scenario. It's kind of terrifying because we have basically no idea who's going to start um, from week to week. Because yeah. I did also hear, name-dropping Charlotte's – or Sports Charlotte again, um, that Kai Vosser is match fit via mike jeffries he said Ooh. that he is yeah that's so maybe that so maybe we'll see him slide into there i don't know maybe ekra's been playing so well <laughs> that's the thing i maybe, don't know maybe we'll see a vasser ekra midfield really? maybe give Kivon a rest since he just he played did play two games na- play, last did he week. play two games evidently yeah 
Um, Honestly, I wouldn't mind giving him a rest then this early in the season. Let's not – let's try to, you know, learn from the mistakes we made last year and not, you know, destroy everybody's legs by August, September. Yeah, we do uh, – it is a long USL season. It is. So, uh, it's it's getting close. It's Thursday evening. We're going to yes. put this up really as soon as we finish. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Thursday evening, I hope you have a wonderful Friday. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this on Friday, I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah. If you're listening to us on the way to the match on Saturday, I hope you are ready to party. Yeah. I think so, it's, I, I have very good feeling it's going to be a fun. Well, wow. I think the weather's going to be great. I think we might see some. I think we might get some traveling supporters. I'm curious on that because they had a big crowd there. And uh, Atlanta is in a loud. I didn't think crowd. Oh, they Atlanta are. That's another away. good point. Um, First teams out. Of, out of town so and it's what four hours from atlanta sure. depending on which side of the city you're coming from from uh atlanta to charlotte mm-hmm. although matthews may be closer i don't know mm. don't i don't know my matthews to atlanta geography Neither but do I. Uh, i'm really looking forward to it um uh, jack's militia doing the pregame stuff at temple mojo temple at mojo. four o'clock ish mm-hmm. uh Post game at Max. That's been a good time. Yeah, I mean, I've big only fan been once. Barbecue. Big I'm a big of fan of the barbecue. Yeah, as well. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing everybody out there. If you see us, say hello. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what we look like, uh, Ben is the one with that looks like Shaggy, and I'm the one. I don't really, I don't really have anybody I compare myself to. Um. Yeah, I've got nothing right now. Okay, I'm the tall guy with dark hair. Yes. It's short on the sides and long on the top. Just, if you are in the stadium, close your eyes and listen for our voices. Don't do that. Actually. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, you might end up somewhere weird. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, especially with my voice. Who knows what it'll sound like by Saturday. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on uh, all social media, at Talking Jacks. Um, yes. make sure you drop that G might not find us if you don't, uh, we're not into correct spelling around here. No. Uh, but looking forward to this match and hope to see, uh, another three points for the independence. So without further ado, come on you jacks. <laughs>